Thank you for joining me again for Rev Kev and The Root, where we get to the root and not just the shoot. We have been uh, talking lately about uh, Halloween, doors, portals, and passageways. Uh, And it's been a little while since I have recorded a podcast, but uh, this podcast episode, I want to pick up where we left off at uh, during the Halloween time of year, uh, which was in 2022, uh, and we're in a, another year now, but, uh, however, I still have, uh, some unfinished business as far as that episode is concerned. So, uh, thank you for joining me, joining me for Rev Cab and the Root, where we get to the root and not just the shoot. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. Uh, before we get started, I want to say a word of prayer. Father, I just ask that you would use this podcast for your glory and for your honor. And Lord, I pray that you would fill my thoughts, Lord, with your thoughts and remove all of my thinking or uh, remove all of, of the flesh or flesh thoughts that can get in the way. But Lord, help me to be able to see in the spirit to be able to prophesy in the spirit, to be able to know in the spirit and to be able to articulate what the spirit is saying to the church. Uh, And Lord, I just pray that you would be glorified. And Lord, I pray that you would touch those that need to be touched, that you would save those that need to be saved, that you would heal those that need to be healed. And Lord, that you would meet this audience right where they are. And Father, I just thank you for the power of your Ruach HaKodesh. Thank you, Lord. Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu, Malek HaOlem Asher Bakabenu Mekol HaAmim Venatin Lanu Et Torato. Baruch Atah Hashem Neten HaTorah. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the Universe, who selected us from all the peoples and gave us His Torah. Blessed are you, Hashem, Giver of the Torah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, uh, like I said, the the uh, the mini series that we were uh, that we've started uh, is called Halloween Doors, Portals, and Passageways. Halloween Doors, Portals, and Passageways. But this particular uh, podcast episode, I just want to title it simply the door, the door. And so uh, if you have been in the faith or in uh, your walk with Hashem, with God, any amount of time, then you know that there are doors uh, in the spirit as well as there are doors in the natural. There are doors in the spirit as well as there is doors in the natural. And so uh, just like there are doors in the natural that need to be left closed, there are doors in the spirit realm that also need to be left closed. But we have to start off from the beginning in the book of Bereshit or the book of Genesis in order to Uh, lay a foundation and understand with godly understanding uh, what we're really dealing with in this subject of doors. What are we really dealing with in this subject of doors? Um, uh, Also, uh, I just want to start off with a a couple of uh, definitions uh, and one of them is taken from the book of Bereshit or the book of Genesis in chapter number four. But before we go there, let me let me just read uh, a couple of verses of scripture. And it has to do with God creating man. It has to do with God creating man. Now in Bereshit or Genesis one Beginning with verse 26, it says, And God said, 
Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have. Now, this is a key word that I want to pay attention to. He said, let them have dominion. He said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion uh, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So not only is the man created in the image of God, but the woman also is created in the image of God. That's why, you know, I said some time ago in another podcast, God is both male and female. And I know that some people would maybe label that as heresy, but it's right there in the word. <clears throat> Excuse me. In verse 28, it says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, the man and the woman, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So God created man. He created man in his image. He gave mankind dominion, authority in the earth to, uh, to uh, be over the earth, to be over the world, to be over his creation. And this is what God did. God created man and then he gave mankind dominion over everything that he had created. It says, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful. And so he not only gave us dominion, but then he tells us how he wants us to live. He says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish to put back, to replenish the earth and subdue it, be over it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, I'm going to go to Better Sheet or Genesis chapter number two. I'm going to begin with verse one. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made, which the seventh day is called Shabbat. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb or herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Why? He said, and there was not a man to till the ground. And so this is the function that God gave to mankind, to work the ground, to, to till the ground, to take care of the earth. He says, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So it says that God took man and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And so uh, in uh, verse eight, it says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. There he put the man whom he had formed. And so the Bible tells us our origin, our genesis, uh, our beginnings, where we come from. And it also tells us our purpose. It also tells us our function. It also tells us our uh, uh, gender or what have you. There is man and woman. There is male and female. There is that. That's it. 
and and all that other stuff uh, with the the man wanting to be a woman and a woman wanting to be a man. All that's fantasy. That's all that is, because if a person is born a man, then they're a man. If they're born a woman, then they're a woman. That's it. And so God is the one who decided what genders each of us should be. And there is a reason for that. The woman is the one who carries the seed. The man has the seed, deposits the seed in the woman. The woman carries the seed, incubates the seed. The seed becomes a human being and then birth happens. You see, uh, and so I just want us to see that God placed man in the earth and he gave us dominion in the earth realm to be over his creation, not to do with it what we want to do with it, but to do with it what he tells us to do with it. Even though we're in authority, we're under authority, under the authority of God. The Bible says that God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. And man is the head of woman. Let me say that again. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. And man is the head of woman. And so this is the order that God has arranged in the earth realm. And this is how it is to go. Now, <clears throat> as I said, that there are doors and man is the one who holds the key uh, to what comes and what goes in the earth realm. He's the one who holds the key to what comes and what goes in the earth realm. You see, because God said, I'm giving you authority. I'm giving you dominion. And I want you to uh, subdue the earth and have authority in the earth realm. Okay. So let me, let me uh, read a passage of scripture. It's found in better sheet Genesis chapter four. And this particular passage of scripture is talking about uh, a very familiar happening or incident or account. And the account is that of Cain and Abel or in the Hebrew, Cain's name is Cain, and Abel's name is Hevel. Cain's name means to get, and Hevel or Abel name means vanity or a vapor, you see. And it shows you their disposition and it shows you what was important to each one of them. It was more important to Cain to gain, to get, to acquire, but, but Abel didn't hold on to the things of this world as tightly as Cain did. It says in Genesis or better sheet chapter four, and Adam knew Eve, his wife. This is what I was talking about. Man carrying the seed. It said he knew Eve, his wife. And then that means that Adam deposited this seed into uh, Eve or Hava, his wife, you see. And, you know, there, some people go around fornicating and just sleeping with this one and sleeping with that one. But let me tell you, there is a purpose for everything that God does. When God put two people together, it's for a purpose. And God joined Adam and Eve together in holy matrimony. God did that. And it said that she conceived and bear Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She realized where this seed that she was carrying, this baby that she was carrying, she realized where the baby came from. She said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bear. Now, some people would say that Cain and Abel were twins. We don't know that, but it doesn't tell us the, the, uh, the time frame between the time that she gave birth to Cain and the time that she gave birth to Abel. It says, and she again bare his brother Abel and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. It says, and in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. 
And so he was doing his religious duty or his, um, you know, making sacrifice to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Now, you remember Cain brought, brought, uh, Cain brought of the, of the fruit of the ground. But you have to remember that this was after that Adam had sinned. And so the ground was cursed. And so Cain not only brought something of his own hands, his own doing, his own workings before the Lord, but he also brought something that was cursed before the Lord because he brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, Havel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, you see. And so Abel took care of the flock, but it wasn't something that he himself made to grow. He couldn't make that little calf grow. You see, he could feed the calf and all that kind of stuff, but he could not work it with his own hands to make it grow. Uh, and of the fat thereof, this says, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Now that word is right there that it, uh, King James translated this word respect, but the word that is there in the Hebrew actually means that God turned or God turned his head and looked at, Cain, at uh, Abel's offering. He turned his head and paid attention to Abel's offering. In other words, Abel's offering got God's attention. He said, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. You see, he says, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Cain could not get God to turn in, in a favorable way towards his offering because that's not what God was looking for. And Cain was very wroth. It means not just that he was angry. It means that he was, he was smoking. He was fuming. He was boiling over and his countenance fell. His face fell and the Lord. Now listen to this. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? Why are you wroth? Why are you boiling? Why are you fuming? In other words, God was saying, Cain, look inside of yourself and see and, and identify what is going on inside of you. And this is very, 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 very important because there are many people that lose their composure because of their emotions, because of their anger, because of their resentment, because of their bitterness, because of, you know, all this uh, emotional upheaval. And, and they lose control of themselves and then they go and do something that they will regret later. But God, let me tell you, God talked to Cain before Cain ever did anything to his brother. God was talking to him. And I do believe that God talks to all of us before we go and do whatever it is that the devil or our flesh or our anger or whatever is trying to get us to do. I do believe that God speaks to each and every one of us and talks to us and tells us to look at ourselves, look at what's going on in your life, look at what uh, you're feeling, look at what 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 you, what you're what you're going through, look at your anger, look at the situation, and identify why are you angry? Why? What is it? What is it that pushed your buttons about this situation to the point to where now you're angry, you're you're boiling over with anger, and you're about to open a door that will not only affect you but it will affect your whole family from generation <clears throat> to generation. As a matter of fact, there's a Hebrew word, uh, and the Hebrew word is dalit, and uh, it means a door, or it means generation. The word dalit, the word dalit, door. Now you're gonna understand in a minute why I keep saying door. And while I'm reading this passage of scripture, I'm not just reading this passage of scripture for my health. I'm reading it because it contains what we need to hear in regards to doors that are uh, that we may open, but needs to be uh, left closed. And some doors need to uh, be open and not left closed. 
Okay, but it says here, but uh, the Lord asked him in, in, in Genesis or better sheet chapter four, verse number six. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wrought? Some of us need to shake ourselves today and ask ourselves why before we go and do something that is that we should not do. Ask ourselves why what, what's really going on with us. You know, uh, and it's easy to look at everybody else, but the hardest person to really uh, look at and to be able to see, not only just to look at, to be able to see what's going on is ourselves. So we have to shake ourselves and say, why? Why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel angry? You know, and there's a lot of, of crime that's going on in the world. There's a lot of crime that's going on uh, in, in different cities and things like that. And we have to, you see, part of it, I believe, is because people do not assess themselves and assess what's going on with them. You see, if I'm angry, I'm just angry. No, why are you angry? If I'm bitter, I'm just bitter. No, why are you bitter? If I'm resentful, well, that's just the way I am. No, why are you resentful? <clears throat> And you want to get a hold of the thing before the thing gets a hold of you. You see, get a hold of your anger before your anger get a hold of you. Get a hold of your bitterness before your bitterness gets a hold of you. Get a hold of your resentment before your resentment gets a hold of you and gets out of hand and gets out of whack and gets just totally just uh, become something that it should not have ever been. He says, why? Art thou wrought, and why is thy countenance fallen? Then he tells him this. If thou doest well, Cain, Cain, if you do well, if you do what Havel did, if you follow the pattern uh, of, of, of your brother, you see, instead of us being jealous of someone, instead of us being bitter towards someone and because of something that really, this was not even Havel's fault. It wasn't even Abel's fault. You see, Abel did, was bringing his offering to the Lord. You see, and the Lord accepted Abel's offering. Cain brought his offering, but God did not accept Cain's offering. So why blame your brother? You see, when you get angry, you get illogical. When, you, when, when the emotions start boiling over, then start getting illogical. Because really, Abel did not do this to, to spite his brother. He only did this out of his devotion for God. And there's people right now that are angry with other people because God is blessing them, because God is, is promoting them on the job, because God is doing a new thing in this person's life and giving them favor. But instead of getting angry with that person, you know, some people get the attitude, well, who do they think they are? You know, and this, that, and other. They think they so much. Well, did they tell you that they thought they were this? And they did they tell you that they thought they were that? No, you think that they think that they're all that. You think that they think that they are above you. You think that they think that, you know, that they're a superior to you or something like that. But no, that's not it at all. Because really, if, if Abel, I'm sorry, if Cain, Cain or Cain wanted to be angry with anybody, he should have been angry with God. But really, I'm not saying that he should be angry with God. You understand the way I'm saying it. I'm saying it kind of facetiously. But the thing is, Abel never said, okay, well, look, I'm going to do this because my brother, I know he's a, a tiller of the ground and I know God's not going to accept his offering. So I'm going to bring a better offering, offering than his. It was not a competition. Some people are in competition today. A lot of times the United States is in competition with other people. And that's a bunch of hogwash. But anyway, you know, we should all be working together to help each other. But however, uh, this this was not a competition. God accepted Abel's offering and he did not accept Cain's offering. But God did not tell him that that was the end of it. God said, if you do well, you see, I might not have accepted it this time. You may not have gotten my attention with your offering this time. But if you do well, and really the whole key lies with you. You know, sometimes we blame other people for our life and how our life is going and we blame other people for how our 
experience with God is going because if they hadn't done me this and if they hadn't done me that and if my mom hadn't done me that, if my dad hadn't done me this and this, that and the other. But God said, if you do well. So he put it back in in Cain's court. You see, he put it back in, in his lap. You know, if you, you can decide how this is going to go. You see, we can decide based upon what we do, how we live, how our life is going to end up. It's all about the upstairs wiring and how we think and, and how we're wired. You see, God told him, he said, if you do well, then you will be accepted. But if you do not well, now listen at this. He says in verse seven, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? He asked him a question. Won't you be accepted if you do well? Why won't I accept you? God is no respecter of persons. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth where? At the door. Sin lieth at the door. <clears throat> and unto thee shall be his desire. Talking about sin. And thou shalt rule over him. So God is saying that you're able, you have the ability to rule over your emotions. You don't have to be a prisoner of your anger. There are people right now that have been a prisoner of bitterness so long and they've opened up so many doors that should have remained closed because they did not deal with that bitterness. You see, and a lot of times we open doors because we won't deal with the thing that is pushing us in that direction in the first place. You understand what I'm saying? We have to deal with ourselves. We are accountable. God did not say, look, yeah, okay, Havel, your brother, he was wrong for bringing this to me at this particular time because he knew that you did not have what it takes to be or your offering did not have what it took to be accepted. No, he didn't tell him that. He said, you, you came, you have to answer for yourself. You have to get a hold of your own self. You have to look at yourself. I have to look at myself. Each one of you that's listening have to look at yourself. And like I said, God will talk to us and let us know what's going on inside of us because sometimes maybe we don't know what's going on inside of us. But God had to slow Cain down and cause him to take a look at himself. And many times God will slow us down and have us to take a deep dive look at ourselves because even though this situation this external situation may be what it is it doesn't have to make you what 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 you are or what your or what is trying to or if let me see if how i can put this it's an external situation but based upon how you view it based upon your intellect and your disposition you don't have to handle the situation in the wrong way. There's no such thing as, well, this is just who I am. No, you can decide. I am not going to handle this wrong in a wrong way. I am going to handle this situation correctly because I know that there are some doors that can be open if I handle it in a wrong way. And those doors cannot be or they're very difficult to close again, you see, because, I mean, <laughs> let's read on. He says, <clears throat> if thou doest well, it's a condition. If, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. Then another condition, if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. Talking about sin. You know, Paul talked about this in the New Testament uh, of the um, the apostle Shual when he was talking in uh, Romans, the book of Romans, chapter number seven, when he was talking about the law and he was talking about that which I would do. I do not. And that which I shouldn't do. I do because there is a law that's waging war in my members. You see, there's a there, there's a law that's waging war in my members. And he wasn't talking about the Torah. He was talking about the uh, sin. He was talking about sin. Uh, 
in verse eight of better sheet or Genesis chapter number four, it says, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. So God talked with Cain. Cain ignored <clears throat> what God had told him. And so then Cain still had an issue with the situation of God accepting Abel's offering and not his. He still had an issue with that. And so Cain confronted his brother. It says in Better Sheet or Genesis chapter four, verse eight, it says, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field <clears throat> that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Now, all of that could have been avoided. And there are some people who say and who think that that history has already been written. What will be, will be. No, no, I don't believe that. Not from this scripture, but not but on the authority of God's word. I do not believe that because there are situations that are avoidable. This situation was avoidable. God talked to Cain and he reasoned with him. He reasoned clearly with him. And he told him if he did well, then he would be accepted. But if he didn't do well, he let him know that there was a door that was about to be open. You can rule over the devil. You can rule over sin with the power of God. But if you don't listen and if you go with your emotions, then you're going to wind up in a bad place. And Cain wound up opening a spiritual door because he did not allow his emotions to be checked by God and checked by himself. It says in verse eight of Better Sheet or Genesis chapter four, it says in verse eight, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up. Cain did that. Cain made a choice, you know, and all of us have a choice to make today. No matter what the situation is, all of us have a choice to make today. Will I open the door or will I leave the door shut? says that Cain rose up. So, you know, it doesn't say the devil made him do it and all that kind of stuff in, in, in that particular uh, instance. But then it does also say that the devil influenced him. So Satan does get in there because the Holy Spirit just reminded me and corrected me that Satan did have something to do with this situation because in John, I believe it's first John, it says that uh, Cain was of that wicked one talking about Satan. Cain was of that wicked one. So let me say this then, that when we don't allow God to straighten us out, to check us, to reason with us, to show us what's really going on. And when we decide to still hold on to that thing, no matter what it is, no matter if it happened yesterday or 25 years ago, if we decide to still hold on to that thing, then the devil is able to get in there and to influence the situation to where there will be a bad outcome instead of a good outcome. And in this case of these two brothers, Cain and Abel, Cain and Havel, there was a bad outcome. It says, and Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Now that was his brother. That was somebody who should have been protecting him. That was somebody who should have been trying to be a role model to him. That's somebody that should should try to uh, be uh, uh, a positive person in his life. But instead of being a positive person in his life, he allowed Satan to influence him and he killed his brother. And let me tell you something. When we don't get those areas checked in our life and when we don't follow God and when we don't allow God to, uh, you know, to uh, check us, and when we don't check our own selves, the whole situation can wind, wind up bad. And just think about it. Now, because of Cain's anger, Adam and Eve no longer have their son, uh, Abel. Because of Cain's anger, his, his anger, he now do, no longer has his brother. You see, even though it didn't seem like he was very remorseful anyway, but now he no longer has his brother. Now 
Abel no longer can produce offspring with a wife. It doesn't say he was married at this time, but guess what? Now he will never be married if he wasn't married then. Now he will never have children if he didn't have any then. Now he will never be there for his friends ever again if he had any then. You see, there's a because of anger, because of bitterness, because we won't listen to God and because we won't look at ourselves and be honest with our own selves. We open doors that have far reaching, far, 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 far reaching consequences. In verse nine, it says, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. He lied to God. He had just killed his brother, but he tried to, and uh, he, that shows me that he really didn't understand who God really is. Because if he understood it, he would know that God already knows, you know, uh, what happened. But you could see a door that was open because when his father, when Adam sinned, he also didn't uh, confess what he did. He said, it was the woman that you gave to be with me. You see? So now we find this being repeated in the son. You see, when there's doors that's open, especially when fathers open doors, we can see a repetitive type of nature or repetitive type of behavior in that particular male individual's sons or son. We can see that behavior being repeated. His father was a womanizer. Now he's a womanizer. You know, for example, his father was a, was a cheater. His father uh, did not, uh, you know, uh, take his responsibility in the house, in the family with the mom or whatever, or with the children. And now the son is the same way or the sons is the same way. And the Bible tells us that the sins of the fathers will be visited on the children to the third and the fourth generation. So he says, I don't know. I don't know where he is. He says, then he got smart about it. He said, am I my brother's keeper? He got flipped with God. Am I my brother's keeper? In verse 10, it says, and he said, what has thou done? He didn't, he never asked him, what did Abel do? Because Abel did not do anything wrong. He said, what did you do, Cain? What did you do? Take responsibility for yourself. Take accountability for yourself. This whole situation is because of you. Now, there are doors that we uh, that have not been open. And thank God that there's doors that have not been open in our lives. But there's doors that have been open in our lives. And we have to take accountability and responsibility for ourselves. You see, and, and just be honest with God and be honest with ourselves. He says, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what has thou done? Okay, he says, oh, and then Cain didn't answer him. He said, the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. God knows, I mean... <laughs> God knows what's going on. And even these situations that's happened in the news <coughs> with these different things. And it seemed like that, you know, the, the law of man is not uh, um, handling it in a way that is righteous or in a way that God would want it handled. Let me tell you, God knows all about it. And all of us will be brought to account for the things that we've done. The Bible tells us that. Whether it be good or whether it be bad, we're going to all stand before the judgment seat of Christ is what the Bible says. Now, reading on in Genesis of Better Sheet, chapter four, verse 11, God says, and now you see, we have to handle things when it was then. When God was talking to us then, when God was talking to Cain then, when God was telling him that he would be accepted if he do the right thing then but it was all conditional but Cain wouldn't listen and he went and did what he wanted to do anyway which was extinguish his brother and God says now you see now didn't have to be now but because of the fact that we wouldn't allow God to check our situation or or we check ourselves 
and deal with our anger and deal with our resentment, deal with our bitterness. Now then becomes now. He says, and now art thou cursed from the earth. And it's something that didn't have to happen. If he would have just did what was right. He said, now you're cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand, from your hand. God, you know, he, he's not babyfying Cain. He's not pacifying him. He's putting the blame where it belongs. He's putting the guilt where it belongs. He says, now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. He said, then thou, I'm sorry, it says in verse 12, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. But he wasn't worrying about uh, Abel's uh, punishment. He wasn't worried about whether, whatever, however he killed him. He wasn't worrying about uh, uh, how that felt to him, if it was too much for him or whatever. You see, he wasn't worried about that. But that also shows me that, that Cain is selfish, you see. He wouldn't look inside himself. He wouldn't bring himself to account. He wouldn't listen to God. He wouldn't allow God to check what was going on in his life. So therefore, he didn't have respect for God's authority. And he lied to God, you see. And, and also, uh, that this, and then he got flipped with God. So that's telling me he didn't respect authority, you see. And then not only that, but he's selfish. The whole thing was about him. And that's why sometimes uh, we, some people live in anger, live in bitterness, live in resentment and all that kind of thing because of selfishness, because of selfishness, you see. And, and, and a lot of times we need to look beyond and be able to see within, but you have to have spiritual foresight and insight to do that. You know, why is that person acting that way towards me? Why did they do me that? You see? And I mean, the Lord, <laughs> he said, be angry and sin not. He also said to forgive those who do you wrong and pray for those who despitefully use you. It's, it's not easy. Nobody said it was easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's something that has to be done for our own benefit, if not for that other person, so that we don't walk around in anger and bitterness. Like I said earlier, when you're angry, you're not thinking logically. You're not thinking sanely when you're angry, when you're bitter, when you're when you're in a fit of rage. You're not thinking logically. And when we're not thinking logically, we do illogical things. You see, we open doors sometimes that we it's, it's hard if 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 we can close them at all. It's, it's hard to close or some of them we can't close them back at all. And except for the blood of Yeshua, Jesus. He says, when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto, <clears throat> unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Selfish. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth and from thy face. So there's all kind of just bad consequences that happen behind this. You know, because now the, the ground's not going to yield its strength to him anymore. It's not going to grow any fruit, any vegetables, no, none of that. Whenever he tilled the ground, nothing's going to happen. <clears throat> he said, behold, thou hast driven me out this day from before uh, the face of the earth, the, the earth that I'm used to working, tilling and taking care of. You, you're driving me out from that and from thy face. And so God no longer is going to be uh, show Cain his presence. His presence is not going to be there. He says, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Uh, once again, he's worrying about himself. He's being selfish. I mean, but all of these things, even though he thought he was hurting uh, his brother Abel, he wound up hurting himself also. You see, there, there, there's nothing that we can do that does not come back in some type of way. You know, the Bible says that we shall reap what we sow. It says in verse 15, 
And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth thee or slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Those are some sad words. And once again, we see this, this, this system or the cycle repeating itself. Cain's father and mother were put out of the garden, put out from the presence of the Lord. They were driven out from the presence of the Lord. And now it says, and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Adam and Eve opened the door and it's affecting their child and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden, not in Eden, for they were gone from there in the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he builded a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. And unto Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begat Mahujael, and Mahujael begat Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives. This is the son of Cain, Lamech. <clears throat> the name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other was Zillah. And Ada bare Jabal. Uh, he was the father of such as dwelt in tents and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handle the harp and the organ. And Zillah, she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech. For I have slain a man. He said, I've killed, like his daddy Cain, he killed a man, he said, to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain, now he's being smart, a smart aleck. He says, if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, 70 and sevenfold. <clears throat> then it says, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, she hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, which means in the place of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Eve said, Cain killed my son. But God has given me another son in his place. You know, in John uh, chapter 10, let me read that uh, John 10 and verse 9. John 10 and verse number 9. <clears throat> talking about Jesus, Yeshua. John 10, verse number 9. And this is what it says. Jesus says this, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The only door that we can go through and, and have life is Jesus. That's the only door. But there's a lot of doors, spiritual doors, that we need to let stay closed and not open those doors because in the end, there will be a lot of repercussions and consequences as we see with Cain, that there were consequences on his own life. There were consequences on his parents' life because, I mean, Eve, she never forgot that and, and rightfully so. Because Cain killed her son, you see, and 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 you know we might think that one act is is uh you know a small thing or whatever, but it's not because when we open these doors in the spirit realm, then there are far-reaching consequences that we may not have even taken into account of, you know. And like I said, when you're angry, when you know, all these kind of things, or not just angry, but when <clears throat> let's just say you're being enticed. The Bible says that, you know, that, that a man is, uh, 
is he falls into lust when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And then when sin is finished, it brings forth death. So, you know, there are situations where we have to be able to get a hold of ourselves and realize what's going on with ourselves. It's not just about anger, but that's just one incident. That's just one for uh, one element that I dealt with today as far as Cain being angry and things like that. But sometimes it's lust, you know, and 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 then uh, sometimes it's it's, it's uh, curiosity. You know, some people go burning black candles and tarot readings and all these other kind of things because of curiosity sometimes and sometimes because they feel like that that would give them the answer that they're seeking. But you have to think about the doors that you're opening. I have to think about the doors that I'm opening. I have to think about my actions because once that thing is enacted upon, then the door is open, you see. And it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to close that door. It's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to close doors in all of our lives. And we have to decide today if we're going to close those doors or if we're going to leave them open. Are we going to allow the things that's been in our family line to stay in our family line unchecked? Or are we going to say, God, look, show me what's in myself. Show me what's in my children. Show me what's in my family. Show me what's, what I need to get a hold of so that these things can be corrected. You know, God, show me me. Show me what's going on in my life. Show me why things are happening that seem like I don't even know why they're happening. I don't know where they're coming from. But everything comes from somewhere. And sometimes it's because somebody has opened the door that uh, dealt with the occult or dealt with, you know, being a womanizing and just, just different things that have opened doors. There's a reason for everything, you see. And we have to find out what that reason is. And the one who knows everything is God. So we need to go to him and find out why and what's going on. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would keep us, Lord, in your way. Keep us in your word. Keep us in your anointing. Cause us, Lord God, to be what you want us to be in every way. And Lord, I pray that you break those cycles, break those chains, break those habits, break those, uh, Lord, it, you know, that, that woman's dealing with that wayward child and she don't understand or that, that husband doesn't understand what's going on in this family. But Lord, I pray that you would show them that there are spiritual implications, Lord God, and there are spiritual uh, spirits that are, are trying to, to uh, perpetuate their presence in their family from generation to generation to generation to generation. And we don't know where the door was open. We don't know if we opened the door, but Lord, show us the doors that we have opened and help us to close those doors and help us to be what you want us to be in the name of Yeshua. Amen. <clears throat> if you would like to uh, write me, it's RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you until next time. God bless you.